Welcome to Delivered as Promise, a podcast focused on land development industry and leadership. We've got a special guest here, Mark Coleman from Coleman's Equipment. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Mark has joined us today. So, Mark's from Coleman's Equipment, one of our primary suppliers of our machinery. And we wanted to invite Mark to come join us today and tell his story and what Coleman's is about and how the relationships form between our two businesses and anything else that comes to mind during our discussion. What can you tell us, Mark? So, Thanks, Mark. That'll look. Uh, <laughs> as uh, Michael's um, put, I own Coleman's Equipment, which is, a, I guess, a uh, small family-owned earth-moving provider. We're based in Orange as our head office. And we have a large workshop facility up there and equipment yard and another one in Wollongong. And I guess um, origins of dealing with with Graham and Michael and the WEM team go back, um, we are just discussing this morning, uh, you know, around 11 or 12 years. Um, the first, first time I met Graham, I actually came in for a cup of tea and sat in the boardroom and uh, it was more of an introduction and a get to know and I think a bit of a, a feel out of Graham was going to ever let me back in the building and um, had a cup of tea. Actually, I don't think I got a cup of tea the first time. It was more no, just a... No, no, no. No one gets this, a cup of tea. This, is, this is who we are. And and uh, second time I got invited to come down, we basically handshook and sold Wemmer a 963C track loader, um, which was the first machine that we sold Wem. And I think about two weeks later, I was asked to come back again because I thought I was in trouble and... We actually acquired D6R. Yep. Yeah, which actually we ended up buying back mm. some 10 years later, which has actually been a bit of a common theme with a lot of it. Yeah. So a lot of the equipment that you may sell us, we end up trading back to 100%. you at yeah. the end of its useful yeah. life with WEM. Yeah, hmm. Yeah. 100%. You, you said a couple of things that are pretty common to how we like to do business there, Mark, and it's been throughout. It's really we like to do business with people mm. supported by their company and their endeavours and so on. And uh, that's how we started off together. And throughout there, you know, I can openly say it's just been based on trust and uh, strength of relationship and things. And, you know, certainly now Mike's taken over much more of that from me. And you guys work really, really well together. Now, look, we, um, we've enjoyed some really good opportunities together with things so far. Do you have any clue about how many bits of gear you provide for us? Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yep. From a just from a invoicing, and there'll be more. It, it's basically at the moment from acquisitions between Coleman's and Wem, it's in excess of 150 pieces of plant. Good. Yep. So about Let's 90. Let's get it up to 200. About 90 <laughs> and about 93 to date have been purchases between um, Wem buying from Coleman's equipment. Um, and there's been a lot of other bits and pieces like where we might have helped facilitate saying so the invoice hasn't been raised from Coleman's, it's come from somewhere else. Um, and actually nearly equally so, I think 55 machines, oh, it'd be more actually now, it'd be like 65 now to date, Coleman's has actually purchased back from WEM, so trades. So it's quite, it's, it's a lot. That's it's a big it. number. It's a, it. it's a massive number in our business. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like teamwork. No, 100%. Yeah, yep. yeah. One of the things, and I drill it into our people, and they know it. I don't have to drill it into them. We are, we have a handful of customers. Things are done properly. We, Myself and Michael, it's all emailed. Everyone knows what's going on. There's transparency between our accounting and the WEM accounting team. Of It's old school business. It's mm. like it's a lot of trust. If something goes wrong when we deliver it, our guys know you've got to get it fixed mm. because it's um, – it's, it's a relationship yep. on trust. 
Yeah. You know, we don't need to be signing contracts no, and more stuff. No, you know, it's no. just yeah. a short discussion. Yeah. If we're both happy, yeah. we move forward, mm. which is great. Yeah. So tell us more about Coleman's. Um, so, business wise, probably our core business is built around D6s, D8s, D9s. Um, there's 20 to, to 40 ton Arctic trucks. We do pre more, well, little fact, we sell more D6s than any other equipment provider in the Southern Hemisphere, including all the cat dealers put together. Wow. Yeah. So that is one thing that we do do a lot. We need You guys probably need a new one soon. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I'll give you two a challenge. Yeah. Come on, hurry up, just get us one. Mm-hmm. You're spruiking, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, let's keep moving forward yeah, on that sort of stuff. We need more gear. Look, uh, from our point of view, we can see some good growth for us still. We're going to continue to grow our businesses mm-hmm. together. Yeah. That's very, very important on how we're going. So, yeah, And, you know, you guys have helped us so much along the way. We're very it's open about It's always challenging, that. yeah, uh, over the time during our relationship, it's two businesses together. Our business has grown, your business has grown. The size of our fleet has grown. Yeah, 100%. So you're, you're needing, as soon as you're buying new stuff, there's something getting old that needs to be turned over. So mm. it's, you know, an iterative thing, continuous turning over of plant because otherwise you end up with a really aged fleet that yeah. is worth less, yeah. becomes bigger to turn over. So, yeah. yeah, it's a constant thing that we're working together, trying yeah. to ensure we have the right machinery for the application and the jobs and the number of jobs and people that we have. Yeah, mm. and I, and it does. It, it's, um, it's not always like, I guess the challenge has been like, you know, we get disappointed when business needs something and we can't supply it. So mm. it does basically... Because we do become very close knit, you do we do learn the inner inner workings of what we, what you know what WEM needs. So so we know what's coming up, what's needed, mm. so we can try and help and facilitate the best we can. We can't always do it, we wish we could, but um, yeah, and that just comes with time and growth. And you know, you, your machine will arrive, or you'll get on something, and it'll have a nice blue and white sticker on the side from Coleman's. They've gone to a real lot of work and to work with us to to find what we need, where we need it, mm. when we need it, and at the right sort of um, uh, right sort of price we're looking for. So there's really good close affinity. And, you know, th- there's a real lot of paddling going on under the water to make sure we get the deliveries we need. So, you know, mm. I want to ask you, you, how far afield do your are your customers and where, where do you coverage? What's your coverage yeah. for Coleman's? So our coverage is everything from from – the top of um, Queensland almost to a degree. So mm-hmm. like just two weeks ago, we delivered two 627 scrapers to as far as Proserpine in Queensland. Right. Um, down to Tasmania. You know, we might be doing dozers and uh, specialised dozers, especially in the logging industry. Um, new things on the horizon. We're talking with um, the Tasmanian government for specialised vehicles that are going to go possibly down into Antarctica. Wow. Yep. The same thing. After what everyone went through, a couple of the uh, I would imagine actually because WEM has them, every, a lot of people in the industry would know we're very prominent in the water card industry. So we're actually now in discussions and talking with the RFD, RFDS in in making some of those specialised water trucks. RFS. Fi- RFS. Yeah, yeah, yep. the Royal Fire Service. Yep. In 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 basically having specialised um, vehicles that can can do the um, you know bring the water into the areas that are just it's just not possible for the traditional traditional ways and means of getting water into those areas where they need it Mm. yeah so there's lots of things going on but the business is spread it's spread from predominantly east coast we don't do a great we do do we've we've sent we send an odd bit of gear water carts and and specialized stuff into the mining into the pilbara and wa but predominantly 
it's east-based coast. Mm-hmm. Um, our big thing though, Graham, is probably our procurement. Yep. Our procurement on a normal year when when planes are normally flying and that, um, I, I myself plus other people in the team that are buying, we're spread from Japan to South Africa to the US to Canada, um, you know, buying and acquiring mm-hmm. low-out Caterpillar, Hitachi, Komatsu equipment. Wow. Yeah. And so now it's just got to be online. No, well, well, how, how, well that's how, one how are you lucky. compensating so, for that now? Well, I wouldn't call it lucky. So over the last 10 years, having traveled so much and we actually have people on the ground overseas, which is very different to a lot of the others where they, they just do rely on taking someone's word. I guess we've been able to build some very strong networks because um, that has been our point of difference through the COVID is that the quality of gear we can still buy and acquire through our contacts hasn't changed. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you're not just buying something from the US that's just some photos and no, catalogue. No. You, you've got someone on the ground yeah. who's going and looking at it, assessing people, it. Yeah. And, people are always surprised because they think, because I do travel traditionally overseas so much, they think you must be dealing with so many from people. We probably honestly deal with about a dozen companies across the whole globe. Mm. And that's it. And that again comes down to the same foundations we talked about at the start. You learn who to deal with and who not to. And um, there's an awful lot of trust and, and respect. No, look, I'm not surprised. You guys have this expertise. You know where to, to source and who to rely on. And, uh, you know, as you said, if, if something occasionally arrives here with a few problems, we'll be doing this, we just get it solved. Yeah, we do. So that's the strength of it, you know. And um, how long does that drive from Orange to Seven Hills take these days, mate? It's actually probably not too bad. Heading back today, it'll only be oh, three hours. Yep. Yeah. It has increased. Has it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can, from the early days of coming down, yeah, you're not, you Is know. Is you went speeding? <laughs> no, <laughs> just, just traffic on, yep. the, on the mountains and just yeah. in general. So, Mark, family, what's your family? Tell us about your family. Um, married, mm-hmm. wife Marie, three young kids. Yep. They're actually beautiful young kids. Got a little boy, Alex, seven, and Ivy's five, and Annabelle is a bit of a terror. She's two. Yeah. Uh, Marie's an orange girl. We actually we both we love living in Orange. It'd probably be smarter if we lived in Sydney, considering ninety percent of our work's done in the Sydney metro basin. But we love the country life, and Orange is a great place to live. We're actually just about to move onto a pretty large property, which will be nice. Been doing a big house renovation, causing a lot of stress. Yeah, house renovation can do that. Um, I'm not sure I told you. (laughs) Large acreage property, correct? Yeah, large acreage. One of my relations is doing a house renovation and I turn around and they've all moved into my house. (laughs) Mm. You've got a few extra guests. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. myself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's wonderful. We've got the kids around there and all the family and sort of thing. So it's, it's great. So they cook cook dinner. Absolutely. Did Michael and Amy cook for you? Absolutely. No, no, no. It's absolutely hands on, all good fun. Yeah. And the period from about six thirty at night till eight thirty is a day's activities in two hours. It's yeah, total chaos, and we love it. Yeah, yeah. Nana and Pa are very, very happy to have yeah. them in the house, so it's, it's working well. That's oh, good. Nice, it's good. Yeah, apparently someone here is saying, "Oh, we can't go back." So <laughs> yeah, we're going to delay the build at his house. So he may as well stay for Christmas now. I think we're getting used to it. It's good. Mm. Yeah, Mark, just on a couple of things your way. You said with your other customers and things. Yeah. How for you? How does how are you seeing the economy and growth and opportunities through the various sectors you work in? You know, yeah. do you see any differences? Not now? just in uh, civil subdivision space. Mm. Obviously, your customers yeah. are abroad. You know, yep. You've spoken about so that. I, what, and we do, what, and, and much like um, the 
we have to watch the economies of scale very closely. Things like um, exchange rates and everything have much, such a major impact on what we're doing day to day. But right at the moment in Australia, it's very interesting to see and I'd be interested to see what you guys think too because, I mean, it is your broad spectrum of what you do but the housing's very re- resilient. Mm. Um, I, you know, probably honestly thought we'd see a real dip uh, in that initial stages of, you know, the new world that we're in now and and I think the housing's been extremely resilient from that. Mm. Um, I think that has a lot to do with just the fact that people, um, bricks and mortars, this that strength and mm. I think that's going to continue, if anything, in the next yep. three years. I don't think there's any other country that is obsessed with owning their no, own home. No, no. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that has a big roll-on effect at mm, the end of the day correct. because even though policy and procedure and things slow down, I guess the ability to develop the land, I think there's lots of new things that seems to be happening at the moment where the banks are going to probably make it a bit easier for the developers hopefully so they can actually get in yep. and get some of that tape cut and, and get that lending and get so that so you guys can get in and get greenfield projects going no i We're understand s- banks are loosening credit yeah restrictions yep. so it's a little bit easier to get a loan yeah uh, i heard they're not going to be penalizing you if you purchase stuff off uber eats anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> well just the yeah just the what they go through mm, um but- yeah Agriculture is a really strong one at the moment, which is interesting. Huge surge in agriculture. Yeah, that's that's mm. great to hear. Yeah. That's what I believe it is, but yeah. it's good to hear from you yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. yeah, huge surge. And that would be because possibly drought having broken uh, for sure. Well, there's all, sorts also- of fact- there's all sorts of factors why ag. Um, so you're seeing lots of – at the moment, there's a lot of negative effects, which will hopefully clean up, I think, in the next six months with coal. I think mm. a lot of that's – there's a lot of price-driven things happening and that, that has effects really quite close. Like you guys are doing jobs up in the Hunter Valley and that and I think you'll actually see some of the areas in the Hunter Valley will quieten off a little bit mm. uh, but that's a price thing and it's quite sensitive between China and Australia. Having dealt, it's interesting, I was talking to someone at great length yesterday, having doing, we don't do a lot of business in China but we do an awful lot in Japan and it's interesting, they're very pride-based and very mm. proud mm. and I think if the media in Australia can probably tone down a lot of the talk about China not buying Australia coal, you might start seeing that the coal will start flowing again because they don't—they're not the ones to air dirty laundry in front of people. They like to do things quietly and 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 you know behind the scenes. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping that in the next six twelve months we'll see a bit of a commodity kind of boost come in there because um, I think otherwise that's going to have a negative impact on Australia. But yeah, housing's staying strong. Even down in Melbourne, it's interesting. Our customers that are down there doing developing are still, as much as they've got a lot of hurdles to jump through and they're pulling their hair out, Melbourne's still, you know, Victoria, Greater Victoria from from subdivisions is still going strong, which is good because we don't want to see anything but the strength's still there. Yeah, the, the, the market there is a greater market than Sydney and it's yeah. been running at a good rate. So yeah. once the obstacles are removed, it'll be yeah. flowing very, very quickly. Again. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the, I think, the driving things for the agriculture, Michael, is um, if we can get, which I'm, I mean, I hope, I think, I think the government will get it through. If we can get some water schemes and that going, it'll just change the country. Mm. Yeah, that's that's our hurdle. You know, country that lets more water out than we retain is just it's just ludicrous. Yeah, yeah it's silly, isn't it? We really they say we could feed Asia, Australia could feed the world if they actually did mm. it properly. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of you know hurdles for that. But yeah, so we're seeing really good. Huge demand and good um, agricultural based. And when I say agriculture, it's not going around, you know, clearing land and that. That's like I said, like we sold four bits of gear to a, a barramundi fish farm in Proserpine. Yeah, right. And um, and that was quite unique. We, you know, uh, it's a good customer that bought the equipment, but 
we had about two minutes notice to get about $4 million worth of gear ready. And so, so one hand, it's a real nice win for us because, mm. um, again, it's all just a lot of it's based on trust and relationship. And, but it was um, through the COVID side, it was an absolute nightmare getting the biosecurity sort of stuff to get that equipment onto that side up there coming out of New South Wales, yeah. just the logistics of it. But um, so right at the moment, as much as it's probably been, which I imagine would be the same for you too, it's been our hardest year, I think, uh, for everyone involved in the business emotionally and just not, you know, people work hard traditionally um, through the week and then they like to down, you know, to have, find their way to relax or, or look forward to their week's leave or two weeks leave or whatever. And, and, and I was reflecting on this yesterday, you haven't been able to do that this year, so people have been a lot more stressed and um, things are a lot harder to deal with. So it's definitely going to be a nice year to, yeah, I, I agree. to your clear, cleanly see the back of it. Your observations there are good. I agree with the, the mm. commentary on the ag, but particularly on the people issues. Um, you know, we're seeing it across some of our people and, and the wider band of people we deal with where things just aren't normal yeah. and some people are struggling. They're not normal. They don't yeah. know what to do. They're not sure about it and feeling uncomfortable. That can lead to other issues for them. So, yeah. you know, uh, we've just got to make sure that we develop some patterns that we are more aware of people's issues, give them a bit more of a hand, give them a bit more leniency, give them a cuddle when they need it, give them mm. a clip around the ear when they Look need after it. people. Just try and look after people yeah. a little bit more. Your, your observations are pretty good there, mate. It's it's a, an emotionally challenging year for people mm. in lots well, of ways. It's that old school thing they say. You only see about 10% of what's underneath with people is what yeah. you're seeing at face value. So I've no, that's probably the biggest thing with notice issues is just the stress on people. I've noticed that even in our, our guys and our workshops, they get, they get a bit down the dumps like we're busy. You're trying to push stuff out, but the normal protocols of how you do business is just not there, yeah. so they get a bit... So you've got to be a bit, more, a bit more mindful of that. You know, they're not people aren't getting the opportunity to socialise on the yeah, weekends. Right. Yeah. You can't have social events yep. during the week with yep. work colleagues. So it's different. And when you get a whole lot of different things stack up for any of us, you've got to be careful that they don't become overwhelming. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Change can create stress. Yeah. Again. Yeah, true. Look, thank you very much for coming to join us today, Mark. You are Yeah, um, thanks, Graham. Thanks for joining us here, but you know, you're always welcome and and uh, you know, we Apart from enjoying a good working relationship, we have a good um, social and friendship as well, and which is very, yeah, very much important to us, mm. how we go. Thanks, Mike, for getting things organised, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with everyone soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. Thanks for listening into our podcast. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe or hit us up on LinkedIn.